Hello, everyone. Once again, for Martin Yanders with Sally and Sam. Uh, today, we're just going to give you a, a quick rundown, quick conversation about stakeholder management. And it's probably something we, we've touched on in the past to a certain degree, and I'm sure something that pretty much, well, everyone does in whatever way in, in their lives. So, you know, whether it's a stakeholder management of your of your children or your, your parents or, or friends or, uh, you know, local drama society uh, um, chair people, whatever it might be there's stakeholder management we've got to get into around the place and and I suppose we wanted to look at it today in terms of you know both of us being freelance of course we have stakeholders to manage from more of this external perspective but of course a lot of people are out there in a business and they have their immediate stakeholders and wider stakeholders to do actually work with effectively to get things done I suppose so um what do you think Sally in terms of um sort of the most important things to bear in mind if you're looking at you know if you're someone who's um in a marketing team perhaps quite junior uh and thinking right stakeholder management what does it mean to me what what do i need to think about i think what you need to think about is that your targets and goals aren't necessarily everybody else's targets and goals so don't think for a second that everybody is working towards the same you know number of leads the same revenue stream they might be working towards a profile picture or having these particular jobs done by this date or whatever it is just remember it's not different so possibly when you're working with someone that you, that is a stakeholder in your marketing plan the first thing to say is to ask them what their targets are because then you can kind of align and you might find they're the same that's not impossible it's extremely rare but not impossible but make sure that you understand what they're working to otherwise you're just going to annoy each other I and mean, then tell them what yours are as well and make sure you both recognise it. It might even be worth writing them down so you don't so you, as a team you don't forget. But that's you can often see that's gone horribly awry and people just are just not understanding each other's priorities at all. And then all of a sudden you've got a mismatch. I, I think that's brilliantly put because I think that's probably the the most critical thing, isn't it? As you say, actually, that self-awareness and, and awareness of other people, isn't it, within a team, wherever. Yeah. I mean, that's ultimately what it is, isn't it? Because you're effectively saying, well, okay, what well, I know I've got to achieve X, Y, and Z. My manager says I've got to do this by whatever date. But then that awareness of, okay, but, you know, Isabel working in this team, her main priority is to deliver this, this, and this, and therefore... I know that if I harangue her on this this issue again and again, it's probably not going to. It's going to fall perhaps not on completely deaf ears, but it's. I'm going to get frustrated. But it's almost anticipating, isn't it? I suppose. Therefore, by understanding your landscape, I, I guess that's exactly. Right. I mean, the other part of that is understanding actually what they're going to be able to help you with. Don't just assume that I'll just say something out loud and they're going to completely understand what I'm expecting back because they might not. It's like I mean, we do it all the time because we're freelancers, so we do quite detailed briefs because we're not part of the same team. We have to absolutely make sure that our clients know what we're trying to get at. But the same, that, that can drift inside companies. You kind of assume that when I say, oh, the lead time is six months, but actually the sales team's lead time is six weeks. And so you, you're kind of losing each other instantly. So you need to understand that you've got the same vocabulary quite apart from anything else. And that otherwise managing stakeholders without the same vocabulary is almost impossible. Oh, yeah, again, it's fantastic to put you on fire today. I think that's, that's a um, really good point because, again, it's like, yeah, it's, it's the common uh, lexicon, I suppose, or just, just yeah. uh, making sure that people, as you say, do understand what you mean when 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 you say it and, and the fact that, you know, there may be those competing 
concerns or interests but you're effectively you know you could walk away i mean it's that thing isn't they say sometimes people can walk away from conversation and something's been said and agreed in inverted commas and then you ask the three or four different parties in there what's been agreed and one person understands it as yep top a1 priority urgent that's going to happen now and another person says well no that's obviously like the third most important thing we're doing so yeah it's not going to happen realistically yeah we just nodded because we wanted them to go away Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and it's interesting because I think it's kind of, um, I mean, I, I'm thinking of the uh, few cross-culturalist people I've worked with over the years who have the, um, you know, the background in terms of like, you know, what certain stereotypical cultures will do, you know, when someone says yes, does it really mean yes? Or does it mean maybe? Or does it mean, oh, gosh, no. Uh, and it's that, I suppose, again, it's that, you know, relationships, really, stakeholder management, it's actually when you're starting out perhaps in a with a new client or in a new business it's getting to know those people a little bit isn't it it's sort of getting to know what well again what the priorities are but also how they communicate and and how they go about things yeah that's a really really good point and is this a person that always says yes and then just never does anything i mean it's worth i mean i don't mean to say you should go off and gossip about people although that's obviously can be entertaining um it's quite useful to actually talk to maybe your boss about i had a conversation with x i'm not quite sure what he meant by what he or she meant by this that and the other and see whether your your boss can help you because it's don't just assume that you're the only person that doesn't understand because you're new it's Mm. always worth because she might say yeah, I've no idea. But he always says that. But really, don't worry about it because it'll it'll have all settle down in a couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. I, well, it's interesting actually because this, this very much plays to. Um, I had a conversation or, or several conversations. I've been, I was doing a, a handover um, with someone in in, 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 a, in a role, and uh, interestingly, you know, you sort of book in your handover times and you say, right, so here's where all the files and things are, and this is this is this process and that process, and here's the structure of who does what. But actually, um, as we were discussing things, I quite often go into more of a free-form conversation with back-and-forth questions about, you know, what's it like doing this and that. And it's the real – and I was apologising, saying, oh, gosh, I'm sorry that, you know, I I want to spend more time on looking at the specifics of this, this, and this sort of process or data, whatever it might be. And they say, oh, no, no, please, please, please. No, I find the most useful thing is talking about how to actually get things done and what's what's the sort of political landscape, what's the kind of – um, you know, understanding of 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 what good looks like and and whether this can be done with these people and what are expectations, what are real expectations that people have set, what's written down, what's unsaid. Um, and she said that is really what I find far more interesting, not just interesting, but useful. You, you know, there's a real utility to it um, because everything else, uh, if it's stuff that's saved on a system and it's there in a format, I can find that stuff, um, but I can't find this the actual human dynamics, as it were, um, which is far more important. Um, certainly also, I thought, okay, great. <laughs> I mean, you used a really good word there, which was expectations, because that's the other thing you have to manage with stakeholders is their expectations, because they might be expecting, oh, good, new person's arrived, I'll be able to manage it like this now. You have part of your job with stakeholders, particularly the further away from you and your team stakeholders are, the more careful you have to be at managing their expectations because you'll say, oh, yes, we can do that for you. And if they're supposed they're in the warehouse and you never see them, 
they'll think, oh, they've done that yesterday. And actually what you meant to say is, yes, we can do that for you, but it's going to take us six months. It's going to take these processes. We'll have to do this first. We know then we're going to have to talk to you every week about this, that and the other. Don't just say, don't just assume they're going to understand your processes. So you have to absolutely manage expectations because otherwise you get cross people around you mm. just going, oh, well, that's useless. They never do what you, they say they're going to do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. As you say, yeah, and it's the, the more tenuous links, isn't it? Effectively, when you're sort of saying, well, because there's also, I mean, this whole, you know, stakeholder. Everyone says, um, you know, they quite often right to see, don't they? I'm good at stakeholder management, and um, you know, so whether that means relationships which are immediately close to you within your team, but then also, as we always saying, like marketing, sales team, uh, marketing operations, and finance, but also then even further afield and obviously external um, to the business as well. So that somebody who is genuinely good at you know, stakeholder management. Because, I mean, it could mean anything, couldn't it, effectively? You yeah. just say, well, I suppose every relationship that you have, there's, there's a stakeholder in a project. So whether it's yeah. a sort of a, sort of a shorter-term um, relationship or whether it's one that's set there uh, for the long term. Because I think there's also that thing, I think maybe when, I don't know, perhaps when you're more in a more of a startup or scale-up business or or you're a freelancer and you're, you've got more of that entrepreneurial view of things um, rather than perhaps being a, big, well-established organization, you kind of see stakeholder management or, as you might call it, relationship building in a slightly different way because you're thinking, well, there's possibilities here. Yeah, This isn't just me doing this to actually so that we can get this done successfully, whatever project is we're working on. It's actually, what else could this lead to? And where, 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 what options are there? Um, which is the exciting bit. Which means you've got to listen really carefully to them. You've got to keep listening to them because they might be saying really good ideas constantly. They might be, and you would think you've got to tune in to, as you say, these possibilities that are surrounding what they're saying to you. Exactly. And, and, and it comes from, it's almost like, I think, I don't know. I mean, I suppose some people are naturally very, you know, gifted with that quite early on in their, in their careers, whereas other people are, you know, sort of develops over time, doesn't it? And then it's, but when there's a necessity to, um, to be able to do that and build those relationships more deeply. But I think it's, um, I mean, it's interesting because you, you look at the sort of your prof- professional persona that you actually project and you look at more of your individual, personal um, self, your private self, whatever, your social self. And you think about, well, what is it I do to actually build relationships with people and, and how does that effectively work? It's by listening, it's by um, asking questions of them, it's it's being interested in them. And, and then I think also that... I don't know, personally, I think it's more successful to build relationships with anybody uh, across the, um, whether it's professional or, or personal. It's just, you know, again, this is of being yourself and actually um, not being afraid to be the individual and, 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 and be quite open with people, which I think is probably a very important thing to do, other than rather than where, where people are in a professional persona, they might be um, more um, encouraged to effectively say, well, I know I need to, I need to sort of, I don't know, obfuscate or I need, I need I need to project something that's very different from what I'm doing behind the scenes. I don't know, there might be more potential for you to do that, I think. No, but you're right. I mean, we've definitely said this before, but it, stakeholder management is another occasion where it's never wrong to say, I don't know the answer. So don't just, yes, be professional, of course. But if you don't know the answer, say, I can't tell you that right now, you know. Be honest about these things and then quite apart from anything else, it gives you an excuse to go back to them and talk to them again, thus embedding embedding the relationship. But be honest, you know, about not knowing things. Yeah, yeah. And I think, as you said, I mean, an an, an honesty throughout really is something you would hope hope to have. Because I I suppose when it's that barrier of, um, you know, whether it's... um, 
someone external, particularly difficult if you're, I don't know, perhaps working with people who are sort of semi-competitors of yours, but you're kind of collaborating on something, and you, you immediately your boss might sort of go, "Well, he's right, don't, don't, don't give away the crown jewels," and we, you know, we can't do this, we can't do that, and there's this kind of sense, isn't there? You're sort of talking to them, going, "Oh, hi, yeah, yeah." And- <laughs> what, what, what can I and can't I say? Where can I go with this? I mean, this is going to be quite short, I know. But before we stop, we must remember that probably some of your biggest stakeholders are your customers. They really are. Don't just think your stakeholders are in your business or possibly your, some of your suppliers. No, they're your customers. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And and I mean, it's a real explanation of the word, isn't it? You know, they they have a stake, obviously, in, in everything you are doing. You know, and, and and that's absolutely the point, isn't it? Because I mean, so often perhaps. You know, you, you see you see a customer as um, you know, a, yes, an important relationship, but a relationship that is actually yielding a return for you. But actually, it's it is effectively that, as you say, that they have a stake in this, they own a bit of it. Like we were saying with brand, I suppose, you know, they actually have that 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 stake, that claim in the brand that you're working in, and they're just important as well. So, yeah, listening is crucial, isn't it? And if you're hoping to turn them into referrers then they absolutely have a part in your marketing campaign. They are, in a way, people you are commissioning to promote your business. So they're really key stakeholders, and you've really got to make sure that they understand what the expectations are and what they can and can't achieve on a slightly different way, but it's the same kind of relationship. Mm, mm, Absolutely. And and I suppose it's really that, um, I was saying earlier on, wasn't I, about sort of, you know, what's useful when, particularly, you know, obviously a freelancer or anybody coming into a business or a team, it's almost like, I'd say, investing that time to understand, to observe and understand that landscape of your stakeholders. I mean, I know some people, I, I'm sure someone I worked with in the past who sort of, I think they, when they came into a team, they sort of said, you know, you've got the org chart thing and then you've got the understanding of, you know, okay, so then, yeah, who are our customers and who's this and who's that? And then sort of just spending quite a lot of time on just really getting that appreciation and talking to others to to build that landscape, that understanding in the head. Because clearly it's something, you know, as human beings, it takes us a while to genuinely, you know, because by the time you've actually got round to, you've talked to everyone, you've said hello, who you are, and then, you know, you've looked at the analytics of the customers and and where they are and what they look like and the personas and so on and so forth. But it does take time, but it's an important investment in time, really, isn't it? Because ultimately it's all it's all the human beings who are the stakeholders in what you're doing that drive everything. That's exactly right. The same is true every time you go to a meeting, and we all go to far too many meetings, but every time you go to a meeting, really that's the time when you should be checking out your stakeholders, the stakeholders you're working with. What are they saying? What are their problems? What are their pain points? Meetings are a great time to do stakeholder exploration. Oh, d- oh definitely, definitely. And, and I think it's that, I mean, I, I would say it's almost, um, again, sort of I'm thinking about an old boss I had who, it's interesting, you go from sort of managing the the sort of the tools and the processes um, when perhaps you're in a more junior role. And then I always remember looking at him and, and he spent most of his time, I think, was was about the people and the relationships and uh it was an interesting eye-opener for me because on the surface it almost feels a bit like oh well that's you know you're not you know, well you don't need to get into the gritty detail nitty-gritty detail of exactly how this system operates or does this or whatever and you know that that's that's my role to do that and produce reports for you to say this is the direction of travel of I don't know, this campaign for example it's more important for you to be managing me and the people in the team, but also protecting us 
from other stakeholders who might be disruptive because that's another thing I and mean, obviously certain stakeholders can be disruptive can't they but that's where the focus was and i suppose that's another thing isn't it actually when you when you do go into a situation you think oh gosh this person's got skin in the game here but they are they're being too you know uh, in, involved or trying to push their own agenda too much because not everyone is good at stakeholder management are they and they can they don't obey the rules no i mean quite apart from the rules aren't written down anywhere and they're not the same all the time so they that's really annoying but at the same time if the further up the scale you get as a manager the more important it is that you use exactly what you've just said sam and you protect your team from troublesome stakeholders because you will always have some people that are awkward and it is your job as a manager you're absolutely right to just stop it <laughs> stop them disturbing the campaign trail it's you know it's no good if you've got um you know especially in publishing which is where i was authors who were huge stakeholders could be really irritating and disruptive and all of those things and it was your manager's job yeah exactly and i think that's the thing it's sort of Again, I don't know, I keep I keep going back into this sort of um, my mindset of when I was starting out almost. I don't know why, but it's interesting because I think when you're coming into things and going, oh, what what's you hear this word stakeholders? Who 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 am I doing? How am I managing these relationships? But when you see it going wrong, that's the interesting part part where you start to realise there are people who, well, like we said, they aren't agendas, isn't it? It's like someone pushing a personal agenda, which is contra to the good the well-being of the organization and all the people in it and that's typically when things can can go wrong we see someone who's very sort of shut off and and, and particularly i mean you know as you say i mean i guess there's, there's certain people who uh you know you say working with academics i mean certain academics can be incredibly obviously they're really experts in what they're doing and, and very persuasive and particularly for certain people you can go okay well, well that sounds that sounds like that's the thing we need to do but it's sticking to your guns, isn't it, to actually have a plan? Absolutely. And it is never wrong to nip things in the bud. So if a stakeholder relationship is going wrong, nip it in the bud and, and try and say, oh, I think we're misunderstanding us each other here. Shall we go back to this point here and start again? Because it's only going to get worse. It really is only going to get worse. So just try and nip it in the bud. So everyone should be able to do it, but some people are more awkward than others. And some people might be able to help you. So if you're having a trouble, go to somebody else and say, mm, do you know how to deal with this person? Because I'm not cracking it. See what other people do. Actually, that's a really important point, isn't it? Because, I mean, it's it's both, um, particularly when you're working in a team or whatever it might be, you're, as you say, you're reaching out to others to sort of get that. Well, there's solidarity, there's advice, and there's sort of solidarity. And there's also like, uh, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And sort of, if you're trying to get something through and, and you need to just get to that point where, you know, I keep trying to, explain to Denise that this is a really important priority, but she just doesn't get it because, you know, I'm not having support from other people. And, you know, I mean, how often do you hear all these conversations about somebody who's a very good operator who sort of gets what they want, you know, so they could be in a situation where, you know, they're just good at oiling the wheels and I suppose paying the politics, isn't it, really? And so being able to sort of, you know, establish good relationships with everyone. I mean, again, going back to the old boss I had, who again would invest time in sort of going out having a coffee off site with other team leaders um on a regular basis um because again it was like no this is an important you know investment of my time and you say it's not just it's it hopefully not sort of got, got gossiping about people it's more like okay so that, let's let's see how are we aligned on on this issue and how can we work together 
to make it make it happen. I think that's important, isn't it? It's that stepping out and literally, in this case, stepping out of the atmosphere completely and connecting on a more personal human basis as well, which I think is 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 important to do. Exactly, and it's it's never easy, but it's worth doing it. And stakeholder management, it can be really painful, but it's just one of those things you're never going to not have it. However high up you get, whatever you do, whether you leave the corporate world or you know, go to a different corporate, you are always going to have it. So however much you hate it, you need to sort out how you're going to manage it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, I mean, I suppose, as we've sort of indicated, I guess, that there's that approach that, you know, there's certain things you can do in terms of, you know, just, yeah, good, clear communication, understanding of who's where, who's what, what what are they doing, and 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 building those strong relationships with people. Because we know that there's going to be some stakeholders that you are just not going to see eye to eye on on a lot of things, but there will be some common ground. Therefore, perhaps it's more that um, piece of sort of, you know, getting workarounds and other ways to try and find a way forward with them, perhaps with other people who are involved. And I suppose really it's that a lot of it is is gained through experience, the experience of dealing with people in different contexts. Because I mean, that, that can also, as you say, it can change from place to place, or it does change from place to place quite dramatically. Exactly. When you're being a freelancer, you've got really radical different, you're having to juggle balls that are different colours, different weights, different sizes all the time. I mean, I, I almost find that quite liberating in a way, because I, I think with freelancing, because you, you know, no longer are you, do you have to sort of see, well, you, you know, you want to see as much as you can about, you know, the landscape of the organisation and the team and priorities and things like that. And sometimes occasionally you get a curveball coming up from some other team member who's not really been involved and says, oh, no, no, this is important. You do this. And you go, oh, right. Well, I, I didn't, I wasn't aware of this because I've spoken to these three people and this is what I've agreed to. But as you say, because you've got more of a terms of reference in terms of this is what I'm doing for you, you've always got that, haven't you, as a sort of, uh, not just a backup, but as a, your own terms of reference about this is, these are the priorities, this is what's agreed, this is what I'm doing. And so therefore, if someone does come up with something else, you can go, ah, well, that's not what is here, but very happy to, you know, understand your interests, concerns, whatever it might be, and take it forward. But it's it's almost easier because you know you're not going to be perhaps, you know, the long term part of that team, et cetera. And you know, you're not your place isn't necessarily to be completely working within that um political environment because you're concentrating a bit more on the deliverables. But of course, you've got to still do the basics, haven't you? Get it right in terms of you know what you're delivering. The stakeholder management is one of those things everyone says and nobody ever knows how to do it really. It's never if you said to somebody, however high up, so what are your stakeholder management priorities? They would immediately go blank and think, mm, I wish you hadn't answered that. So it's tricky and it's also there isn't one size fits all, there aren't clear rules. You might find you have to do stakeholder management with person A in this way, but with person B in that way. It's like to be honest, it's like playing in a school playground. You know, you don't play football with everybody. Some people you play, you know, tag with or whatever. It's it's working out what you do with whom. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, yeah, it, it a lot of it does come back to this. Um, as you say, just how you build relationships in any sort of context, really, isn't it? And then sort of health, sort of doing a health check, a regular health check on, well, how how well is that going? You know, and, and is that uh, an effective relationship or is it actually, is there something else I need to try and do here to improve it? And if so, what? I suppose at least if you can understand, even if you can understand, is that a way, I get back to what we said right at the top, was sort of that awareness and self-awareness and awareness of others, and and clear communication of expectations. I mean, around typically around 
the most times you're going to be managing stakeholders is going to be at meetings, I suppose, or in interactions, isn't it? And so therefore having a clear set of, right, so, you know, Janice and Fred said, they really their key priorities are this and this. You've if you've acknowledged that and got it black and white and said, yeah, that's understood. And yes, we're taking that on board. We're doing this for now. So next time we meet, your expectation is that you know this and that has been done. Yeah, this has happened. Yeah. And that other thing you really wanted to get done has not happened because we're doing that next month. And that's in black and white here. So it's a good hygiene factors, I suppose, relationship sort of factors there, which are important, aren't they, in any context. But um yeah. I think we've solved that then. Phew. Nobody need to worry now at all about <laughs> ever managing any stakeholders ever again. But um, but I, no, I'm interested in this one as well, particularly just to, if anybody's got any uh, anonymous uh, examples or, 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 or anything like that about when stakeholder management goes wrong. Um, that would be interesting to hear about, wouldn't it, I think? It's a really good thing to learn from. Seeing other people's mistakes is a very... I mean, obviously, we, we like to hear about successes as well, but mistakes is a really good thing to learn from. Yeah, sort of like what... And then, yeah, diagnosing it, going back into it and sort of saying, ah, so what went wrong here? Was it was it a was it a personality thing? Was it a communication thing? Was it a, a, a bigger sort of cultural and management sort of leadership issue that, that, that happened? You know, because sometimes you've got to... A leader, perhaps, who is not as effective leader, likes to sort of divide and conquer, and get other people to sort of scrabble and fight against each other a bit. I mean, is that is that when when it can go wrong because you're fighting against a model which is unhealthy? You know, exactly. I think that would be interesting as well. So, yes, anybody, let us know, please, um, at uh, meanderspod at gmail dot com, or you can you can send a message to us um, on on Facebook or wherever else if you want to. You just look up Marketing Meanders and let us know your thinking. But. Oh, Nice little meander today, a short one, but... Uh, that was a very nice, it's lovely though. Yeah, self-contained. We hope that we've managed our stakeholders effectively and they found this interesting. <laughs> and, uh, we'll have to let us know about uh, about that, but uh, brilliant. Thank you very much, Sally. Thank you, no, thank you, that was lovely, thank you. And uh, yes, well, well, we'll see everyone next time and take care and bye for now. Bye. Bye.